Welcome to the Metox podcast. I'm Fran Dargaville, a functional nutritionist. My home base is in Sydney, Australia, but you'll just as often find me following the sunshine and warmer weather around the world, and of course, hunting down all the best coffee shops while I'm at it. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. I created this podcast episode in response to a question I received on Instagram. Cha-Cha Angel asked, why are so many people sensitive to gluten these days? So before I dive into the reasons why more and more people seem to be sensitive to gluten, first I want to talk about the difference between non-celiac gluten sensitivity and celiac disease. Celiac disease is an autoimmune disease. That means there's an inflammatory immune response to gluten, which causes degeneration of the villi in the gut. Basically, when someone with celiac disease eats gluten, the gut lining is progressively damaged over time. Celiac disease is diagnosed by genetic testing and a small bowel biopsy. On the other hand, non-celiac gluten sensitivity is a term given to people who have symptoms when they consume gluten, but don't actually have the genetic markers of celiac disease. Non-celiac gluten sensitivity is often downplayed in the media like it's no big deal or as though it's completely made up. But there are studies that show leaky gut and chronic inflammation in people who do not have the markers for celiac disease and that the inflammation significantly improves after eliminating gluten for a period of time. This shows us that if people with non-celiac gluten sensitivity eat gluten, they'll probably be doing more and more damage to their bodies over time. So it's definitely not something to be taken lightly. If you test positive for the genes for celiac disease, you then need to do a biopsy to get a diagnosis for celiac disease. The problem with this is that you need to be eating a gluten-containing diet for six weeks before you're tested, which means you need to be having equivalent of a minimum of four slices of bread a day for six weeks so they can observe how much damage you're doing to your gut. That's like drip-feeding peanuts to someone with a peanut allergy just to make sure they're being damaged. Not ideal. So the good news is there's no such thing as a gluten deficiency. So if you're tired, if you're bloated, if you can't lose weight or you have joint pain or brain fog, just give up the gluten and see how your body responds. Now let's move on to the reasons why so many people are sensitive to gluten these days. The first reason is the quality of the food we're eating and the way the food is made. It takes around four days to make traditional sourdough bread. Once the dough is made, it actually needs to be fermented for around four days until it's ready for baking. So phytates are anti-nutrients, which the body has trouble digesting. And the fermentation process for sourdough actually lowers the pH of the dough. And this reduces the phytate content or the anti-nutrients in the bread, which makes the bread easier to digest. On the other hand, bread you find in the supermarket would have been produced as quickly and cheaply as humanly possible. So when you look at the difference between these two processes, it's no wonder we're having trouble digesting all these highly processed foods. The next reason I'm going to discuss is the herbicides used on a lot of conventional products. I've heard it said many times that perhaps some people 
may not actually have a problem with the protein of gluten itself, and instead they may be reacting to the chemicals used on the crops. Glyphosate, or Roundup, is the most commonly used herbicide in the world. The International Agency for Research on Cancer classifies glyphosate as a probable carcinogen. In a US court case, Monsanto, the company who produces glyphosate, was ordered to pay millions of dollars in damages to a school groundskeeper who developed cancer after years of using Roundup. Guys, this stuff is in a lot of our processed foods. The Environmental Working Group recently tested 28 samples of cereals made with non-organic oats and all 28 of them were found to contain glyphosate. So we can't say for sure whether it's the gluten or the glyphosate has some part in this as well, but to be safe, stick to organic foods as much as possible. Another factor in this gluten sensitivity epidemic is the sheer quantity of gluten and processed foods people are consuming. Gluten is in a lot of processed foods, so our bodies are getting a barrage of gluten throughout the day if we're on a standard Australian diet. The more frequently you're exposed to an inflammatory food, the more inflammation it's going to cause in your body. So just be mindful of what you're putting into your body and how often you're exposed to these potentially inflammatory foods. The next reason why sensitivity to gluten is so prevalent these days is due to the stresses of modern life. A lot of us are under so much mental and emotional stress. We're overworked, we're spending hours commuting to and from work, we're exposed to nasty chemicals in cleaning and personal care products, a lot of people are eating more and more processed foods and less and less nutrient-dense foods, and this is really setting our immune systems up for failure. So what you can do is to reduce the stresses in your life. Practice meditation and mindfulness, reduce your exposure to chemicals by using non-toxic cleaning and personal care products, and eat more high-quality, nutrient-dense whole foods. Before we close out this episode, I just want to reiterate that the symptoms of gluten sensitivity aren't always obvious. People often think that when they have some bread or pasta or gluten-containing foods and don't get any bloating or digestive issues afterwards, then they mustn't be sensitive to gluten. But the symptoms of non-celiac gluten sensitivity can be a lot more general than that, like brain fog, joint pain and fatigue. These can be more chronic symptoms that you're experiencing 24-7, so you don't necessarily attribute these to being gluten sensitivity. There are also a lot of other things that could be causing these symptoms, but eliminating gluten and other common allergens for a period of time is a great way to find out whether it's problematic for you. So to wrap up, the reasons why it seems so many people are sensitive to gluten these days is... Number one, the quality and the way many gluten-containing products are made. If you choose to eat gluten-containing foods, stick to high-quality, properly prepared options like organic sourdough. Two, glyphosate or Roundup. This is a bit of an unknown area, so stick to organic foods as much as possible to limit your exposure to these chemicals. Three, the sheer quantity of gluten-containing processed foods people are consuming. Be mindful of what you're putting into your body and eat real food. Four, our bodies are under a lot of stress, so perhaps we're not as resilient as we once were. There are so many ways you can reduce stress on your body, like eating whole foods, meditating, moving your body, and ditching the nasty chemicals in your home and body products. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love it if you would take just a couple of minutes to rate and review the podcast in iTunes. This helps spread the word so that more people can benefit from the podcast. If you're over on Instagram, take a screenshot of you listening to the show and share it with your friends. And don't forget to tag me. See you later, friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Metox podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to create a plan to reach your personal health goals, head to frandargaville.com and schedule your free functional nutrition strategy session. If you want to connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.